Welcome to Cabot Coverage. This week, we have a really special crossover episode. So instead of getting into who we are first, we thought we would say we are covering the crossover of Magnum P.I. and Murder, She Wrote with our own crossover episode with Cabot Cove Confidential. (laughs) What, what? (laughs) A, A treat for some. (laughs) <laughs> a nightmare for others. So if you have us, you're probably cringing on the inside. <laughs> I think it's unlikely any of our listeners haven't heard of you. They probably come from your podcast. Our yes, podcast. to escape, Susanna, to escape. To escape, they, they, they ran, yeah. <laughs> so all the Cabot coveragers will introduce ourselves first and then we'll introduce... Cabot Cove Confidential. So from Cabot Coverage, I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glynis. And I'm Ashley. And from Cabot Cove Confidential, we've got... I'm Damien. And I'm Jenny. Yay! Yay! Yeah. Oh, so good to be like, cheered. Yeah, cheering. Yeah, welcome. Normally, it's just us miserably looking at each other. <laughs> Normally, we already said something by that point. <laughs> So we're really excited. We're talking this week, as I said, about Magnum P.I. Novel Connection, which is originally, so both episodes originally aired on the 2nd of July, 1988. So the Magnum P.I. episode was episode eight from season seven for Magnum P.I. And the Murder, She Wrote episode is Magnum on Ice, which is episode eight from season three. So the Magnum P.I. episode was written by a guy called Jay Hughley, who wrote 19 episodes of Magnum, and but we don't care about him because he wrote zero of Murder, She Wrote. So, <laughs> ah, <laughs> that's us. It doesn't Quite exist. start. Love it. I hope he's not really dead. I'll feel super bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Jay. You did, you did a great job. How do you spell his name really quick? Because just a quick aside, Matt, I watched all of Magnum P.I. when mm-hmm. I had COVID in early 2021. And... There, season seven is very very dark so mm-hmm. i wanted to see if he wa- wrote some of the other dark ones so he wrote so i don't know i looked like they were later to me but i let's be honest i didn't investigate it too much once i saw there was no <laughs> ms dub on the list i moved right right along but you'll be glad to know our murder she wrote episode was written by robert e swanson who what? is very prolific so he wrote 24 episodes and um, really quickly the episodes that uh, we've watched that he's written are, uh, sorry, Cabot Coverage have watched that he's written are Footnote to Murder, Reflections of the Mind, Corned Beef and Carnage, Mrs. Mr. Penroy's Vacation, Test of Wills, and Unauthorized Obituary. So some real good ones in the mix there. Wait, have we done un- Unauthorized Obituary? Yeah. Isn't that the, yeah, we did. Isn't that the one where she, they thought she died? Oh, oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Yeah. Megan, okay. (laughs) You're embarrassing me in front of our guests. (laughs) My bad. So I'll really quickly try to recap the two episodes because there is a crossover story. I am going to be upfront about this. I didn't totally follow the Magnum PI episode as well as I maybe could have. I in your defense the magnum pi one kind of didn't really have a through line until the very end when magnum yeah. actually explains everything that happened in the episode you're like wow it would have been cool to show us that too, you know? <laughs> well all this great stuff that happened that you don't have any idea about as a viewer yeah <laughs> let's wrap it up <laughs> a lot of voiceover work. well i mean we can get into oh it God. i think I I have have right. opinions on that i um, cannot wait to talk about that <laughs> 
but I will wait. <laughs> so we have, yeah, I mean, I guess before I get into it, before I get into the story, uh, I know Megan has a strong connection with Magnum PI. Does anybody else have a strong connection with <laughs> Magnum PI? Intimate connection. Okay, <laughs> relax. Yeah. I've only I've only watched a few episodes recently. Uh, okay. I, I went back and watched some of the ones that I really, really liked when I was a kid. But I, when it, in its first run, I watched it religiously. Okay. But, you know, I was like nine. So I don't remember a whole lot of it. <laughs> yeah, I grew up watching it, too. Um, that and Spencer were my oh, two. really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Magnum was one of the few action shows that my my dad would actually watch. And he loved it. He, yeah. he, he loved it. And it was just... And as Megan was saying before, season seven was remarkably dark. <laughs> season eight is pretty dark too, right? Yeah. And like, there's an episode with Frank Sinatra. I won't go into it. And it's so dark. I was like, what am I? I thought this is like <laughs> Mad Gnome solving adventures, running around Hawaii in short shorts and not like, yeah. just like so Human sad. Gloom. But yeah. yeah, so when I got sick, I like needed something to kill the time. So I was like, I, you know what? I'm going to watch Magnum PI from start to finish. And it was... <laughs> It was a great choice. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, like zero regrets. Like my cousin remembered one where his, you know, his friend gets blown up, and then he's like oh, drinking Matt. himself to death on the beach. And my cousin was like, "Yeah, that show really got dark sometimes." I was like, "I know." <laughs> yeah, because you forgot he was like a Vietnam vet. Yes. You know what I mean? And then you oh. like forget that, and then there's so much like yeah. reflection back mm-hmm. to it. Sometimes. And then he's so. like. He has a like secret kid later on. And he thinks she's been what? blown up. I mean, it's it takes a turn. Okay, what is this a gem episode? I haven't heard such drama since gem. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I have to say it's not a show I watched a lot of. I mean, I knew of it obviously culturally, and I watched a few episodes. I'm sure when I was younger, but my um, drink of choice was uh, a team. As I watched a lot of the a team, but it's that's quite light. Glenn, have you ever watched an episode of Magnum PI before? Oh no. No, which is why the, <laughs> the voiceover was so shocking was because you know, come from Mercia where there's, there's nothing. And I, I just remember turning to Megan and being like, what is happening? What is this? <laughs> and yeah, I forgot. And also the thing that I had like when I watched it two years ago, I remember like he goes from zero to 60 in like a second where he's just like yelling. Yeah. And you're oh, like, no, yeah. it's rough. Settle down. It's it's a jarring. We even noticed it when we and I had seen Magnum before when we had done this episode because we worked chronologically and we just, when we got to it we got to it, and uh, when we watched the Magnum episode, Jenny just looks at me like two seconds into it and she's like, "This is completely different." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is. I I have to say, Glitters, I am so excited that you've never seen an episode of this before. I think that's going to add a really fun dynamic to this conversation. Jenny, did you used to watch it at all or, or not really? Um, You know, for a brief period of time when we worked a very odd shift when we were first married, like he'd be watching it in the afternoon while I was kind of getting ready for work. And I would I would I would watch it a little bit with you while we ate lunch. Yeah. But I was never a full on fan, but I didn't see any of the dark episodes. We must have been in like a happier season. <laughs> I remember it being like, well, we saw the one where he was like trapped under the old Japanese plane and like he was talking to that fly in the web. <laughs> oh, it could be darker. Yes. It could yeah. be darker. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. 
I love the idea that you start your day with that. You're like, I will wake up, watch a little Magnum PI. <laughs> 2 p.m. Yeah, yeah, 2 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> Eat ramen noodles. You know, the, these are the homes that ramen built. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Our foundations>, you know. <laughs> I mean, I it's yeah so it's funny because when I watch well we can get sorry I'll do the synopsis and then we can get into the discussion because I I'm interested to know what everybody thought of the two because they're quite different episodes really even though they've got a similar sort of story yeah one thing I'll just mention really quickly is uh if like if you ever see sort of my eyes kind of like darting around or like looking away it's not that I'm not paying attention a lot of the times I'm like furiously googling whatever references that's totally fine I just had an eye dart distracting Damien moment because the big extremely dumb cat that lives two doors down from us was starting to climb on our car and I saw him like out the window and I'm like oh big orange stupid okay squirrel dog yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Glynis is like a, a smidge younger than the rest of us. So yes, a different generation, I think. But as when I was like, I, I mean, well into my you know late teens, early twenties, like still very focused on like cartoons, and so like yeah, my yeah. path forward was like heavily Scooby Doo, Pokemon, like that kind of vibe, and so I think it's just you know. There was no animated version of Magnum, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that us knowing about Murder, She Wrote, and Magnum P.I. is buying us any street cred right, outside yeah. of this discussion. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't, don't I, worry, Glenn. The adventures of Thomas Magnum are that much more mature than the tales of Ketchum, Brock, and Misty? Oh, look at you. Yeah. Like, yeah. he was trying to be right. down and, I'm like, throw out all the names for Pokemon. You should have <laughs> gone with Scooby-Doo. Yeah. That's the fail-safe. Everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He was just trying to be cool. I was trying to be him. It didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> well, we've got, okay, I'll, tr I'll try to do this as quick as I can. I always feel like I take too long doing the synopses, but I'll try to do it. Your synopsis are, are incredibly succinct, succinct, especially for the amount of stuff going on. No, your synopsis are fantastic. Look yeah. who you're talking to. It yeah. takes us two yeah. and a half hours to get to the murder. Yeah, we, yeah. you're doing great. Yeah, our entire podcast is a synopsis, and look at how long it takes us. Well, and the Magnum PI episode is all over the place, so yeah. You know, oh, it's a mess. Episode. Yeah, I might be skipping up some bits that we'll cover later. Um, <laughs> we got, so we have. Um, so we start off in Hawaii uh, with Magnum. And so Magnum is played by Tom Selleck and he is palling around with his good friend Higgins played by John Hillerman, who is also his boss, who knows. And um, they also have a couple of friends called TC played by Roger E. Mosley and Rick played by Larry Minetti, who are trying to get Magnum to invest in some terrible hotel scheme uh, that seems bad from the start. They want him to get a loan within a day and Magnum is questioning it, but then because they're his war buddies, he thinks he should do it. Anyways, they uh, Higgins is driving some ladies, Amy Sawyer, played by Stephanie Farrisee, Pamela Bates, played by Dorothy Loudon, and Joan Fulton, played by Jessica Walter, to the house of Robin Masters, who owns the property that Magnum and Higgins live on. Sorry, I don't really watch the show. <laughs> confused by it's the dynamic Robin's nest. thank you robin's nest okay Wait, megan can you quickly explain the setup with yes, magnum and, and uh 
John Hillerman's character? God, I thought you'd never ask, honestly. But... I know, right? Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. As I understand it, Magnum like saved Robin's life. Robin's a very famous novelist, and so he lets him live rent free on the property. And Higgins is the butler's not the right word, but caretaker, caretaker, thank or like you. a estate, like yes. yeah, grounds. And, and I think yeah. that's kind of it. But and then he's a private investigator, so he's not Magnum's boss. So it's confusing. They do this annoying thing in season eight where they make allusions to the fact that Higgins might be Robin Masters. But throughout the show, okay, that's never been the case. But then at the very end, they're kind of like maybe. But then and you never, and you've never, you never see Robin Masters. No, right? like there's an episode where he's on a plane and he's like, you see the back of his head and he's talking, and the voice is Orson Welles. Um, fun fact. Oh, and, okay. But it just makes no sense that Higgins. I don't. I don't take too long on this, but it makes no sense that Higgins <laughs> would be Robin Masters. Kind of, and then it's kind of fun later on. Like they let Higgins play like his siblings, like his brother, and like, but that's neither here nor there. So there you go. They both live on the same property, right? Yeah, they both they live like on the same a... property, and they don't own that property. No, Robin like, Masters does. Okay. Yeah, Higgins is like the. He, he's the major domo who kind of runs the estate for Robin when Robin isn't available. Thomas is brought on as their security specialist. Yeah. And, but also lives there and drives their Ferrari. Cool car. Yeah, I yeah. don't know what kind of it's cool car. Ferrari. Yeah. Having sporadically watched like five episodes in my life, I feel like I'm just the expert to say though that I always have thought that Higgins was Robin Masters. <laughs> so I'm very disappointed to hear that there's as much evidence to the car. As did I, Jennifer. Let me make my as page. did I. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, it's just weird because there's yeah, you never see Robin Masters. It's like a Charlie's Angels situation. There are massive detailed breakdowns as to why it definitely is and why it definitely isn't <laughs> online. And it's a rabbit hole you can really stumble down for hours and hours when you should be at work in two or three hours. Yeah. But none of that means anything to me. I've made up my mind. <laughs> and I like didn't, they mentioned the name Robin Masters and I was like, oh, I have no idea who, who this is. And, and they do, it's sort of through context clues. I guess you figure out that it's the person who owns the property. And then Dorothy's, so the three ladies in the car are there to visit Robin Masters, not Higgins, but Higgins is giving them a lift. They're almost oh. run off the road because Dorothy was Robin's old editor or something. So she knows yeah. who he is. And presumably if Higgins was Robin Masters, she would have been like, hi, Robin, this person we work together. Mm. But I'm not, I don't want to get into the conspiracy theories. Yeah, the I don't know how Joan and Pamela know each other, but we'll get there. No, because that, okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. So yeah, so- Anyways, they almost get run off the road. They get to the house. They're all very upset. Dor they're all convinced that they are the subject of the attempt on their lives. So Higgins thinks it's directed to him. Dorothy thinks it's directed at her for reasons that we find out later. And Joan and Amy think it's directed at them separately. Amy then goes missing for a while. And then they don't. So Dorothy does not like magnum from the get-go she doesn't want him investigating this she keeps saying a mainland investigators coming in to investigate this case but then that annoys him and so he starts investigating especially when amy goes missing and nobody's doing anything about it he finds out that she was visiting a business called pack isle which is run by a guy called arthur houston played by jared martin and there seems to be something kind of nefarious there he then watches her get followed by a guy called paul mayfield played by don matheson 
he comes, he eventually tracks her down through various things, which we'll talk about later. And in the mix, Joan, who's, you know, she's she's on the island to have a good time. She goes to the beach and she picks up a guy called Jason Bryan, played by John McMartin, who invites them to a party. The mainland investigator arrives, who it turns out is Jessica Fletcher, played by Angela Lansbury. And she's insisted she's not investigating because she's not an investigator, but Dorothy says she is. Anyways, there's a lot of fun jokes and toing and froing about all this stuff. They go to um, Jason Bryan's party. Paul Mayfield turns up in the Magnum episode that we watched, which I guess is, as I understand it, the stand the standalone version that went into syndication, not the one originally aired. He gets into a shootout with Paul Mayfield. And he shoots him in the chest, which is important for later. And Paul Mayfield fired at him and Paul Mayfield's dead. So the threat is gone. And it turns out that Joan had inherited a business from her deceased husband that Arthur Houston wanted to buy. So Arthur Houston had hired Paul Mayfield as a hitman to get Joan Fulton. Arthur Houston gets arrested. Everybody's happy apart from... Well, uh, no, everybody's fine. Uh, Dorothy has some stuff. She basically found out someone was embezzling and had to go, wanted to go back to New York to, it was a publisher to tell on them. Anyways, it's fine. It ends with Magnum with his feet up on the couch, reading a, a novel by Jessica Fletcher I, I, after sp- speaking to her like three times and telling her she's wrong about everything, which is fun. And then in the Murder, She Wrote episode, we have a fly. We start with a flashback that negates the last five minutes of the Magnum P.I. episode where Magnum didn't shoot him in the chest. He shot him in the back. And it looked like Paul Mayfield. Did he fire first? Did he not fire first? The cops think that he didn't. Magnum's arrested. So Jessica has to stay on the island to try to get him out. So all of our actors are the same. We just have two additional people. And T.C. and Rick are in the Murder, She Wrote episode. Anyways, oh, also there was Captain Frank Browning. I forgot to say that, played by Roman, uh, sorry, Ramon Bieri, who doesn't like Magnum and, you know, is a real hard captain, police captain or whatever. Anyways, so this episode's way more murder, she wrote. Jessica's investigating on behalf of Magnum, who's stuck in jail. She investigates everybody. She finds out that Amy had an abusive husband she was running away from, and she had some jewels she was trying to keep safe from him. He shows up. His name's Victor Salyer. He's played by Andrew Prine. He's horrible. And it turns <laughs> out Dorothy was the one who spilled, or sorry, not Dorothy Loudon, Pamela. Pamela Bates. I keep calling her Dorothy. Pamela had spilled the beans about where they were, which was a real uh, bad thing to have done to her supposed friend. Joan is being very sexy and hitting on a lot of people, but also being very naughty because it turns out that she's kind of running rings around Jessica. And we she Jessica goes around just basically needling everybody until she gets to the truth, which is that Joan had found out about the hitman that Arthur Houston had put on her and she had been the one who had killed him and was fr- actively framing Magnum the whole time. So she found his cap. Oh, she also killed Arthur Houston as well because he was her real intended victim because she wanted him to leave her alone about trying to buy the company. And she left Magnum's hat there so that he would be implicated in that. And also in this episode is Lieutenant Tanaka played by Kwan he- High Lim. And I guess he's a normal uh, cast member on uh, Magnum as well, but he wasn't in the other episode. Yeah, because... it's it would have been, obviously they needed a kind of a villain for the cop because Tanaka and Magnum are, are friends. 
Yeah, Tanaka's seemed oh, cool. Okay. And then there's a really sad, I'm sorry, just a quick side note, there's oh a really God, sad Megan. season eight episode where Tanaka gets murdered and you're just like, what the hell? Why are you doing Tanaka this? Tanaka dies? Yes! Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Sorry, I should have, I should have like said trigger He needs a little more preparation. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> In what season does he die? Eight. So uh, what happened? Quick, quick. So you're okay. saying like skip seven and eight if you're doing Magnum. Uh, if you want some pretty dark ones, seven and eight are good. But so okay. at the end of seven, Magnum dies because they didn't think it was going to get picked up. And so then he's like walking into heaven and then season eight starts. He it got picked up. So he like walk back back out of do a u-turn yeah. <laughs> he's like a, a ghost throughout the entire last episode of uh, season seven right you're not selling me on this. yeah he's like a ghost <laughs> and he sees a whole bunch of things and then in season eight it's like was it a delusion or was he actually a ghost yeah and then yeah season eight the finale <laughs> ends with rick like about to marry like a former prostitute and then it like ends on like kind of a jokey note i felt like I, anyhow little background okay <laughs> so we do get to the end jessica gets magnum out so unlike the magnum episode where jessica was wrong about everything she's right about everything in this episode and he keeps trying to i guess they sort of get along at some point um and their rapport is a lot better i think in this episode comparatively to the first one so fun facts obviously this is the first of uh sorry these two are two part crossover episode for magnum and murder she wrote John Hillerman is an American actor playing British, and Angela Lansbury is a British actor playing American. Fun fact. Uh, Dorothy Loudon replaced Angela Lansbury in the original Broadway production of Sweeney Todd, so they probably know each other through that. Tom Selleck and John Hillerman both received special guest star billing on Magnum for Magnum on Ice. I don't know whether I should share this fact. This was from the Magnum episode, but Larry Minetti said he didn't like working with Angela Lansbury because he could, she couldn't be bothered talking to him during filming. He thought she felt she was above him. I watched, I read that before I watched the episode and I was like, are they in a scene together? <laughs> was that the guy who oh, played Rick? great question. Rick. Yeah, oh. they were for like half a. No, they weren't. They were no, they were never in a scene together. Also, no. you can edit this out, Susanna. But Rick is like the most annoying character on Magnum. <laughs> like... I mean, you saw what he was getting Magnum into when that yeah. Ma yeah. Maui development thing for ten thousand yeah. dollars each. It was like a pile of rocks. It was. A, he's a bad friend. Yeah. Yeah. In that episode. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just. <laughs> It's just funny because nobody's ever said anything bad about Angela Lansbury. And I'm like, whoa, fun facts. I, I, I listened to, I read, kind of listened to uh, uh, Michael Straczynski's uh, biography where he details how Angela Lansbury did like a workaround to get his buddy fired off of Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> he detail. I'm serious. He details this whole thing. And then at the end of it, and he's like, and she's amazing and she's great. Like, like he tells a story about how she like, and he's like, yeah, but you know, it's the business. And she's a great lady and she's a classy lady. She didn't mean nothing. And I'm like, wow, dude, you just detailed like how she like got your buddy fired, but you're <laughs> you still, still she's but racist. you're still wicked cool. With how nice of a person she did must it in she a be? Classy way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's amazing. You fired me yeah. in the most classy way. Yeah, exactly. Possible. Yeah. So I have two questions right out of the gate here. One, can you ever go wrong buying any property in Hawaii? You know, that's going to appreciate in value. So not as bad of a deal as it sounded like. And two, 
what sort of derelict social circle do you have to have that someone tries to murder you and you're all looking at each other like, well, it could be any of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any one of us could have fired someone to take out a hit. What, like, Cause I know for me, if this was me and people I knew, I feel like everyone would sort of be side-eyeing like the obvious targets. <laughs> I just feel like there would be this much confusion. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, thoughts? Anyone else? Like, same- yeah, yeah. And to your, point. like, to like, off of that it's like everyone kept going missing and you're like what what friend group is this like a someone tried to run us off the road and b everyone's just disappearing or being followed you're just like do you even know each other like what all three of them were in their own episode of a different show (laughs) yes all three of them were in their own show that is how that that is how the magnum episode fell and then magnum was in his own episode going to maui And then like Amy had the thing with the jewels and her ex-husband and is she going to steal them? Are they her jewels? Who knows? And Joan looked like she was just having a good time. And um, Mm Pamela is waiting for Jessica. And then Magnum's just trying to go to Maui with $10,000 that he doesn't have. Also, what (laughs) was Joan's company? Widgets. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they said what her company was, did no, they? No, and I'm like, what no. is this hot, hot company that people are like trying yeah, to kill? What did Pack Isle even make, right? Yeah, yeah but Pack Isle at least had a physical space that we viewed. There was Pac-Isle. like, you know, they're, rec- yeah. they're recording people's conversations. Things are, ha- is this is this businessy business? Because I had a question about that when, when I, okay. Did you see the businessy business at the pool? Oh. The giant oh, desktop just hides right next to and water. the person bringing him an iced tea while he's outside working on that huge computer. Yeah, and then you like search for people, and then it like he has to wait like thirty seconds before yeah. he's like, uh, yeah, they work for me. Well, or, yeah. He was pioneering work from home. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> that was his payroll software. I was jelly. My payroll software doesn't load that fast. <laughs> <laughs> I know he looked like, right at this man. Why does he have this? I can just imagine this like huge extension cord running out to like the yeah. beach. <laughs> but like also like a phone line or something yeah. to oh, yeah. to get the database. The one and then I was laughing because I was thinking of the episode we covered <laughs> where Jessica needed to leave her modem on 24 hours a day so that yeah. guy could like send files. Yeah. <laughs> all about- <laughs> I love the dramatic zoom in of the like <laughs> phone line. I just so love good. the iced tea. The the iced tea work in these two episodes was strong. I loved when Amy and Jessica sit down for what is quite an awkward conversation, sort of serious. <laughs> they have these giant iced teas with umbrellas sticking out of them. And it's like the idea they sat down, ordered these drinks to have this like kind of frosty combo and then the table. They're like, it just lightens the mood immediately. I just love that. I mean, it's, yeah, should we? Do you want to start with the with the Magnum one? Because I feel like we might have less to say about that one. I know I. Oh, not uh... me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do let's do this. <laughs> I mean, I I don't want to take us down like a really dark path or anything. I, and again, I I'm leave. not. I'm <laughs> I'm not like a big fan of the show. Like, and by fan, I just mean I don't watch it. The theme song is. Uh, probably one of the best in the biz so like good. truly oh, it's phenomenal. so so great it starts off but i about halfway through i was like are we supposed to find magnum kind of annoying 
because he's so rude to Jessica. And I, I can't stand that. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I, sorry. I feel, and I might be wrong on this, but I feel like it was a case of we're in our possibly last season of Magnum and they were trying to cross Magnum over with everything. Mm -hmm. They tried to do an equalizer crossover that the people from the equalizer were like, no. Uh, <laughs> like they were trying all sorts of stuff because they were just trying to get that Magnum fan base. Because Tom Selleck was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And they were just trying to get that Magnum fan base over to anybody they could. So pretty much Magnum had to show up and be like the guy in wrestling who's like the dude in the brown trunks, Joe, he's going to be wrestling, this wrestling, you know? So Magnum had to kind of come in and like be lame to make, and you don't have to make Magnum lame to make Jessica awesome. Yeah. But they were like, we're going to go ahead and do that. But Magnum can be kind of aggravating in general anyway, but I think they kind of like got it up a little. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't think he came across that way in the Merger Shiro episode. Weirdly, I thought he came across better in that one because he it felt like they were working together more. Like it felt like there was yeah. a camaraderie there. Was there so, so much antagonism in the Magnum one that because she's so likable, it makes him unlikable him doing mm -hmm. that, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. when JB's running the show, you got to collab. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, that's this what's going to happen. You're they fighting. also bring in Pamela, who's like mean and rude to him, like yeah, out the yeah. gate, which so is like mean. completely unnecessary. You're right. You're right. I'm not trying. You're right. Dor uh, not Dorothy. Sorry. No, uh, Pamela can was be awful. very annoying and whiny. There, I said it. Sorry, Tom Selleck. I know you're listening. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He just, He's live he gets, tweeting he you. Really, really, he's like, I, I don't even know what my Twitter handle is. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but Tom Selleck does, and that's yeah. the important part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, how dare you come for me? <laughs> you rude. Honestly, like how you had my back in that episode that hasn't even aired of your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how I heard this, he's but just, I know. You have he's just back. sitting back on the set of Blue Bloods and he's like, Len, you would not believe what these chicks are saying about <laughs> you know? And then Len starts listening and he hears what Susanna has to say about Michael Haggerty. <laughs> oh, he's aware and he's okay with it. I changed my tune. I, I, but you're right. I didn't like it originally. He's so sexy when he's like in his tank tops for MI5. <laughs> I was, uh, for a second, I thought you were talking about Tom Selleck and I was like, wait, we've, we've gone back. Speaking of Tom Selleck's outfit though, <laughs> I just want to point out, not only was he wearing the world's tiniest shorts, even for the time, but right. did you notice that he was like, his tank top, the bottom was like wet and it gave him like this ombre yeah. look. Yeah. And, he, and that is a modern style. He is the yeah. pioneer of the ombre shirt. <laughs> like he came out of there and I'm like, wow. And then I was like, well, maybe that's sweat and that's kind of awkward. So I'm not going to point it out. Well, but I then I changed like, my mind and said it. I think he was like in the water. <laughs> Yeah. I think he'd been in the beach. No, but you're yeah. right. It was just that one line. It of was, that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, is it is it taking up from the wet shorts? And it, oh, that just sounds so uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no wonder he was in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never seen shorts where the pocket and the hem are at the same line. Yeah. Where else like, would it be? <laughs> where there was no room for 
have to be anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. Like the pocket limited the hem. Like they couldn't be any shorter because you had to have room for your keys. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the that last scene where he has the palm tree shirt and then the like cargo short shorts. Like it's like a cargo army green pocket. So they have stills on IMDb of like, a, and I was looking at them and literally like, this is the end of the short right here and his hand in his pockets, like right there, like everything <laughs> at the bottom. And you're looking and you're like, those are like a one inch inseam. You know what I mean? Yeah. Appreciate your additional research on that. Yeah. You're welcome. I was like, oh my God. And then he's like six, four. Yeah, no, he looks like he could, like his head was passing like the door frame too. Like when he was standing there and Jessica walked in on him on the robe, like he's just, he's so tall. Everything is. Yeah. Anyway, the shorts so, are also, short. He's like, yeah, he's super tall. They make him one of these tiny shorts and then they make him get into like the world's tiniest car. I'm like, I what know. is like if you watch him try to get in he like sits up and then slide like <laughs> yeah that's just 80s 80 sports cars the ground level i, I had like an imitation mustang in 86 dodge daytona it picked me up you're, and here we are. you're legit just <laughs> on the, you're sitting that on works. the street are, yeah. I couldn't reach his door handle. Like you're so far back and low, you had to unbuckle <laughs> your seatbelt and crawl forward to like open the door. <laughs> I mean, it oh does God, look cool. So like, it does look really like the yeah. red and and also, I mean, the fact yeah, the fact that his mullet is above the roll bars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my God, if he gets in an accident, like he's real trouble. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just love the idea that someone was like this really tall, like. <laughs> Dude, and uh, and and there's a look of the time. Obviously, it's a look that maybe involves. And sorry, this is probably a bit rude, but like a bit more body hair than like we normally see. To, I am not against it. I just want to be just, clear. It's, it's a lot more. <laughs> he did look like he had. I will cut this out just like to preface it. He had a lot of arm hair, but you know what? He had his watch on. I was just thinking that watch is going to pull off arm hair like <laughs> crazy. <Yes. laughs> It was like one of those like extend expendable. Yeah. 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 Oh. And it just snaps and like bites all the hair. That's I'm so I am a borderline hairless man. He's creepily hairless. I, I have like no body hair. And like, and when I put one of those watches on, it rips my, it like oh, yeah. balls the entire like section of my oh. wrist. How oh, no. Tom Selleck is able to do that is beyond me. Right. Jen, what are you doing? I'm opening the link that she's so oh, nicely done. What have you sent us? I know because it had the the shirt that Jenny was talking about. And I just like that Murder She Blog wrote, like, I guess with like a crayon on the screenshot, ladies, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> it is interesting when I watch it. Like, he does these things, like, he's really into paddle boarding, but he calls it like surf skiing or something like that. Like, it's called something, but it's like, Oh, I was like, I thought that was like a newer thing, but no, Magnum was really into it. Rebranded existing sport. (laughs) (laughs) I guess if you're Magnum PI, you can do whatever you like. Like you can. When you got legs like that, you can rebrand sports. Wear short shorts. You can do what you want. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it is amazing. Like it's just funny to me the idea that like some like like costume designer in the first season was like. We can't not have him in shorts. Like yeah. he has to be in shorts every single episode. <laughs> this is what people are tuning in for. And like this, like, I don't know. I I kind of, it was just, we don't, 
<laughs> you're okay Susanna <laughs> breathe, breathe through it <laughs> no I, I've now I've now gone down a rabbit hole with this blog post oh and it uh, Glennis with... I just did that too yeah you like clicked it yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the end she goes you just got Fletchered <laughs> <laughs> wait that's amazing first of all <laughs> it should be you got JB yeah. so I already am going to critique this yeah you know, that's a fun one <laughs> Oh, her blog is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> blog post from 10 years ago. But right. oh my God, it is. Yeah, she did like every episode. And I think yeah. she's doing moonlighting now. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, that's that. a good yeah. one. But I do remember being a kid and like Sybil Shepherd and Bruce <laughs> were always on the cover of like People magazine or TV right. guide about how they hated each other. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. like years old, like, ooh. <laughs> 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 like between this and Bert and Lonnie's divorce. I was like, "What's happening next?" <laughs> what about Sam and Diane on Cheers? Oh, you know, yeah. you feel the tension. Yeah, you yeah. didn't have to be a double-digit age to feel the tension <laughs> coming off of that scenario. <laughs> I just think it's so, it's such a funny like. It just made me laugh because it's like. I am you forget when you watch Marisha like it's from her perspective all the time and she's so sort of steady and like reassuring and kind of funny and he's so kind of chaotic and like yeah. this big mm-hmm. hunky dude and then when they started firing guns at each other I was like yeah. oh my god what's happening I mean I was like there's so many guns on this show I was like I, I just don't know what to make of the, they're shooting each other in like public with like people at a party. around. Yeah. A party. But no one notices. Right, right. No. We're at the sea view. They have this huge gun gunfight at the sea view. Fight, and that one dude like hits the hits Magnum with the bag of groceries. <laughs> they're shooting at each other. One door opens where someone's like, eh, people shooting at each other at sea view again. Whatevs. He walks two doors. <laughs> knocks on amy's door and she she answers she's like oh i just heard gunshots i'll answer the door if somebody's knocking no problem (laughs) also when they're at the party and the shooting happens at the party did you see like when the when they're when they're having the chase scene right right before the Uh shooting they're chasing through people are kind of looking but the waiter's just walking around with this like, yeah. everybody what? good snacks some snacks. dude in shorts around 45 yeah that's every Would day you like some whatever welcome to hawaii whatever it is rich people right. <laughs> i love they're like is this the show <laughs> i don't understand <laughs> but also he like skips over a bit of the pool like the pool has like a jagged edge yeah so his legs are so long he's like <laughs> leaping over bits of water as he's chasing Honestly, the guy yeah him yeah. running on the pool i'm like <laughs> I, I, I watched it twice and every time it just like put me on edge because he's like it's yeah it's like a jagged cutout of the pool and he's like perfectly placing each oh, no. foot on that as like he's gonna fall in how many times did they have to redo that take because he fell in like kind right. of midi- <laughs> like just all of it gave me so much anxiety <laughs> no one felt yeah. sick watching that forget yeah. the murders yeah. here's the real crime yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's like that is there's a pool it's slippery there's water next to it why are you running i didn't yeah. even see any painted no running yeah. language yeah. on the sidewalk Wait, right is, right did, do you damien and jenny do you you don't watch any real housewives do you no no so there was a scene in beverly hills where one of the ladies husbands falls on a baja like, shelf on, on the, the baja, baja shelf, shelf. Yeah. it's literally all i can see because he's like <laughs> 
not a young guy who falls. He's 80. He was like 70. Oh, okay. 80 is not, not a young guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was his 70th birthday. It was for his 70th yeah. birthday, I guess. And then he just got a hip replaced. And so yeah. they push him in and the Baja shelf, you know, is like one of those like shallow things to like ease into the pool. So it's like a, like a shallow step. <laughs> he got hurt on the security feature. That's like so much work. <laughs> he doesn't end up getting hurt. He's but... fine, but like everyone's like, Ken's oh, on the Baja show. It just, that's exactly what it, <laughs> hold on, I'll send the image in the chat. All right, we're going to check this out. It like downloaded to my, uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> that's I'm all right. Very oh my gosh, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> his feet are completely vertical. Okay, that totally <laughs> happened to you one time. It did when I fell off that mechanical shark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I love it. That dude's 70 taking a fall like that into a pool. That's rough. Yeah. I know. It was wild. But yeah, so when they're running around the pool, you're right. Like, and they're having a party and there's this big gun. And it's just, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, because I, I had always seen the murder she wrote half of this mm-hmm. episode, like a bunch of times, but I'd not seen the Magnum one. I was like, oh, I was going to fill in like some blanks. And then I watched it. I was like, it doesn't add that much. No. Other really than doesn't. I did like the scene when they're well, hey, I love the Higgins Jessica flirtation. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. He's a renowned voice in the intelligence community. Yeah. Yes. I mean, what a great line. Like, you know. And then he's like, so they good. may be after me. I have a checkered past. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, still like literally him at the end. End of them. <laughs> yeah, no. And then I like the scene when they're eating lunch and Magnum's at the kids' table. Like he's sitting yeah, alone. That was very that was funny. Funny. He's just there. He's like there. Glorified TV. He's tray. there with his little yeah. And, and Jessica's like, "Can he sit with the big kids?" And Higgins is like, "No, we'd have to reset the whole thing." <laughs> <laughs> and I like obviously love Jessica Walter, so she's amazing in both episodes. But Pamela is real rough in the first one, yeah. especially. She's rough in both. Yeah, yeah, she goes from being yeah. really mean in the first one to them being kind of like dozy in the second one. Like mm-hmm. they, she sort of acts a bit sort of scatty, and you're like, wait, well, this is the same day, has isn't to. it? Because in the first one, in the Magnum episode, it's like she's terrible, and it's like, why is she so mean? Why is she so rude? And she's like super aggressive. And then in the second one, you're kind of like, oh, well, she's just kind of goofy. And then it's like, oh, oh no, she told this abusive husband where his his wife who's fleeing from she's actually the villain like like yeah. she's not like just mean i just actually about where the turn comes though i think the turn doesn't come between the episodes i think the turn comes when jb arrives because i think jb is mm. kind of her friend and she I respects agree. her a lot yeah and it's like she doesn't want jb to think she's the way that she, she is doesn't want to get <laughs> JB. Yeah. 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 they know each other because jessica uh-uh this is not someone you want to pal around with no, no. But jessica no. knows a ton of crappy people like look, <laughs> jessica does. does know a ton of crappy people <laughs> and we flagged them yeah, we have. There's so many friends of hers where you're like, why? This person is yeah. awful. Have you done the one yet uh, where they're in Canada and there's like a house fire and the wife, you know. Oh my God, that fire. They have not done that one, no. We no, okay. But I'm just wondering, what's her relationship to this guy? Let me fly to another country. Let me get my passport stamp so I can read your manuscript that I couldn't possibly care about. Like, oh. what is their relationship? Right, right. There's tons of people in her life that are extraordinarily questionable. Yeah, but that was in England, Canada. Yeah. 
this Pamela, have you guys gotten to the one with the tax person, the tax man cometh? Have you guys done that one yet? No, nope. we've pre I've pre-watched you pre I that one I haven't seen yet. So that was probably just a few a few months from now. That lady is also very annoying. And so the Pamela was giving me that lady vibes, but Pamela's yeah. meaner. No, she was yeah. just she was just mean. I just thought yeah. she was just kind of mean. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas that lady's just kind of useless. Yeah, she just <laughs> <laughs> that lady was that also so weird. <laughs> Say it, Damien. Garbage. What, what, garbage. Pamela's you, just garbage. She's human garbage. garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. And it's like there's no reason for it. Mm. And then when she was like the throwaway two second thing of like the reason she's stressed out is that she's found someone in her the publishing house embezzling and you're like oh yeah that, that oh. her weird episode that she was in the whole time yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're like is it ted hartley or like <laughs> is it ted not ted <laughs> we just recorded the uh, return of preston giles is everyone embezzling is there any organization where there's not major embezzling going on like return of preston giles yeah. like you killed two people you are out in five well and i thought it was i thought it was so weird when she was meeting with jason bryan and jessica went up to her and i was like and she i felt like she was lying so what I basically well, have, some, yeah. like yeah, in my notes, is on. like Pamela's mean. Pamela's a liar. Pamela's a real big liar. Like I just kept <laughs> yeah. the only that was the only notes I had. Did you sketch like some pants on fire? Right. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. But like my Pamela notes are just like mean and liar, mean and liar. Like it's just yeah, she's like... terrible. <laughs> but yeah, what, how did you know that that Jason Black guy? Yeah, yeah. Jason Brian. Brian. You Jason cannot Brian. trust a person with two first names. No. My apologies if any of you have a uh, first name last name. <laughs> we don't. No. no. Yeah. No. Right. What's wrong with these people? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that guy just like pops up in murder shows here and there, and you're like, oh, this guy. Like, I love that guy that. because he played. Of course, he's on Golden Girls because i think like they're always using the same cast members mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. dorothy had a big crush on him and she didn't realize that he was a priest and so he yeah. came over for dinner with his cleric's oh. clothing and it was it's a really funny episode that's a great episode. and she's like that's where dorothy says i'm dressed like a solid gold dancer <laughs> like she got all dressed up for this hot date and he comes over in cleric's clothing yep. oh my god no, that's a, great a really episode. good episode yeah plot twist he wasn't a priest he just didn't like yeah. her <laughs> yeah. he's like this is an elaborate ruse to get rid yeah, of this exactly oh, i'm gonna have to change my whole life <laughs> yeah. i might have to take this out but the thing with that actor that I, I i like him but he always sounds to me like he's just had like a full glass of milk before <laughs> any scene because he has that kind of like way of speaking where it's like, like a little Alan Rickman all style. The time. No. Yeah, like Jessica, like this sort of thing, where it's sort of right in the back of his throat, and you just want him to be like, <laughs> it's like either go full Van Johnson or don't do it. Yeah. Yes, you know? right. Van yeah. you're right. Van Johnson. Van Johnson. Jessica. The roles he played in Murder She Wrote are just not a rest. I feel rest. like we're due for another Van Johnson episode. I think we've done them all. I think you're all out, aren't you? Yeah, we yeah. are. Sorry, Ashley. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't love him, but I just kind of wanted to see Van Johnson again for like a minute. Yeah, I think so, he's yeah. just in Wasn't the, he the three. Okay. Hannigan hit run and oh, God. uh Hannigan's wave. I can't even go there. Menace anyone, yeah. Oh, Menace. 
Oh my gosh, Menace. That's one Menace of the greatest episodes great. ever. <laughs> oh my God, you guys had a line in your podcast where you're like, why are they even hosting the founder Founders Day parade? <laughs> Nothing ever <laughs> yeah. goes right. Why would you ever hold this event again? Yeah, you know, for <laughs> us, it was- so hard. We, we we did things Thank chronologically <laughs> at first and didn't skip episodes before we like had complete mental breakdowns and decided we weren't going to keep doing that. And like things were said, <laughs> we did Indian Giver and we were like, how do we do this and not be incredibly offensive? Because oh, it's the, right. episode's incredibly right. offensive. The, the episodes to overstep so many boundaries. Yeah, it's like, all of the boundaries. You literally can't yeah. discuss it. And we're trying to keep it light. And it was yeah. impossible. It was it was so hard. To it's like it we're light. just going to trash this episode for two hours, folks. Hang on. You know, yeah, it's so much out. It's for, like, at this point, it sounds like we hate the show and that's yeah. not we no, love the show. That was our longest recording session. Yeah. Susanna hates. What's the one you hate with Ned? Prodigal, prodigal father. I hate that episode. <laughs> Ned We're not there yet. Oh God, it's I so bad. It, but it's, it's just—it's not offensive. It's just annoying as hell. Like, like truly, you will get to the end of it and be like, I. Can't. And it's like an actor I really like, and so it's just—it's a frustration to me that episode. But it's not like one of the ones where you're like, this is actively offensive, and I don't know how we're gonna like approach it in a sensitive way you know yeah we're just yeah. gonna skip them now yeah we, we, yeah. we, skipped we had one last yeah. season and i was like and oh something was said it and i was like no nope. yeah the, the, one, on. the one with the plantation and i'm yeah. like first nope. of all the fact that <laughs> that that's such a central piece of the story yep. but we're gonna give it a shot and we started watching it and david like left he's like this, I'm like, I don't need to finish is, watching this episode. We're not doing it. He goes, this is yeah. bothering me. I'm just going to go. And I was like, well, maybe it'll get better. And then I got to the end and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we got we to skip yeah. it. No. But with Indian Giver, yeah, with the, uh, the, the, the Founders Day picnic, it's like someone's going to get hit by a car. Oh, well, yeah. That's the Van Johnson one where it's a self-driving car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I love a murder show where someone's like rolling down a hill. Oh, right. yeah. Like, like that kind of stuff. So. Or like Seth has like mortgaged his house again to like put all the money into it. You're like, something is it? someone's going to die. And also yeah. Seth is in some sort of financial straits, like riding on this one event. Seth was a renter. Seth was the only guy not scared by that. I, mean, he, he I think he started about a different one though. Oh, is that a different yeah. one? Oh man, but he was so smart. There's a couple where he's like, I have all my money in this. And you're just like, how did you pick a carnival to put all your money into? And he's like, I re I like mortgage my house to do this. And then this is a question I have for this episode too, is like, Jessica's rich, correct? Yeah. Crazy rich. Why couldn't she have posted Magnum's bail? Yeah. Because they didn't have the hearing. Oh yeah, because they had the hearing after she was already like involved in the investigation. Yeah, she could have, but I don't. I don't think she knew him well enough. She's like, listen, buddy, great shorts. Yeah, I think questionable that's ideas the... as to whether or not you should be wearing that watch with that body hair. I'm <laughs> yeah. not going to yeah. throw it out hundred for you. Yeah, that's like yeah. the we don't have this relationship. Like that's the criminal proceeding version of wearing the clerics collar to dinner. Yeah, when, yeah. When you just tell somebody we're not where you want us to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is my okay. clever way. Sort of getting away from it. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. was there was a lot of I, you know, like hate to say there's a lot of sexual tension in this episode. Obviously, Higgins really liked Jessica. Higgins had the hots for Jessica big time. Yeah, he loved her, and I love John Hillerman. Oh. I think he's so adorable in this episode. I mean, he's just like yeah. And then 
I would say, I don't know if this is controversial. I mean, Magnum broke into her room when she was getting ready for a bath. I was like, what are we supposed to think here, you guys? Oh, no, that was actually a classic MSW PI because all PIs break into your personal space, even if they don't have to. That is like the, the genesis of her relationship with Harry McGraw. Yeah. She yeah. accepts it. She goes, well. Yeah, actually, she first met Harry yeah. McGraw when he's breaking into her house. I expect and you Jenna. to break into my personal space instead of knocking. You're a PI. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And Dennis like acrobated like yeah. into her penthouse yeah. or something yeah. like that. No, and Tom's or <laughs> Magnum did a Dennis Stanton with the wall. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Side. And then have you guys gotten into the later seasons yet? Like seasons like 12 and stuff? I've watched a couple of the final season episodes, but we we um we're chronological and I think we just made it halfway through season seven not even seven. halfway through season seven now okay. yeah so the, you'll meet a lot of like really um interesting like Cabot Cove teens yeah they're monsters yeah we're only just now getting to people under the age of 70 in Cabot Cove <laughs> <laughs> the workout crowd they're yeah. real fun the, the workout crowd but the uh what was that girl the Sybil, that turd. Oh, the one yeah, yeah, yeah. Sybil's the worst. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, the the last two Jenny and Damien did were A Body to Die For. And um, yeah. Uh, sorry, what Hannigan's Wake was one of them, but um, yeah, Family Jewels. But yeah, I think the last Cabot Family Cove Jules. one was A Body to Die For, right? Yeah. And then there was yeah. another Cabot Cove one where it was like the girl. I can't remember the name oh, of that deadly episode. Deadly Misunderstanding. Deadly Misunderstanding. The one where yes. we started the grandma controversy. Yes, the grandma yes. controversy. Yes, yes, yes. But the and grandmas are real? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Jenny doesn't believe in grandmas. That's his strong yeah. argument. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but it is, but yeah, there's a, yeah, the later ones, there's some really, really, really great episodes in the later seasons. I mean, because we swap around those, sometimes it's like, you watch one and it's from season 11 and then one from season one. And you're like, these are like totally different shows. <laughs> like just the format uh, and everything. You could eat, we went chronologically and you would get that even then. You start to see the Especially shifts. like, yeah. I mean, in the first season, it's like, nobody knows who Jessica is. She's teaching at a college. No one knows who Jessica is. She's on Congress. She's sitting in Congress. <laughs> <laughs> She's she's legislating a cannery bill, and then the next episode, oh, yeah, like, the cannery. Yeah, in, in the next episode, like it's a hot topic in our no, house. Nobody's gonna slaughter a penny in the take a penny at Seven Eleven. It's like <laughs> it, there's through line. Who is, yeah. this, who is this woman? Well, and then the other thread we've noticed too is like in the beginning she was very non-judgmental and relaxed, and it's like, listen, I'm just here to bust murderers, yeah. and if you didn't murder somebody, it's okay. Any other weird stuff you did, I'm putting out of my mind. I don't I don't right. care. And like in the later season she starts to get a little like she gets like bizarrely nitpicky about strange things Mm -hmm. yeah and and it's not it's we don't feel it's the real jessica it kind of (laughs) right puts it off a little yeah (laughs) um i was gonna say should we jump to talking about the next episode but i just i wanted to before we did do that i wanted to talk about the voiceovers yes go on glennis i want to know what your thoughts are just it was very jarring <laughs> talking about i wrote it down his um 
his aunt Mildred and about how she's a master <laughs> of reverse psychology. And it just, every time it kept cropping up, it's like him alone sort of like walking down the stairs or like pottering around his room. And he's like talking about his aunt Mildred and like Higgins using reverse psychology on him and like how that's like making him feel and like all this stuff all like people <laughs> are like shooting guns and people are dying and like all this stuff. And you're just like, that was an interesting choice. The, yeah. the, the, the yeah. running monologue narration it's like standard in magnum but yeah if, for somebody if you're coming for murder she wrote it's gotta be insane nobody signed up to podcast about his yeah. like emotional output right this is yeah. not yeah. magnum's therapy session <laughs> like, no it's glenn, it, it was like... funny watching it with her glennis was like what is happening <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is really and they use it for exposition too so like when he right. figures out about the like pills is how he tracks down Amy Ugh, and right. he and he it's like a two second line like and but it explains but the if you entire it, trajectory yeah and I was like yeah wait what and then he's going to a pharmacy called the Pillbox Love Pharmacy it. oh my god that you're was... like is that professional <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> if I That's made Amy. my own town all of the businesses would be like that yeah. <laughs> yeah. but running inner monologue narration isn't really something that's done anymore. Right. Like that shows, like, I would say, what, maybe 89 was the last time that ever. Magnum was probably the last show that did that. That was like a standard, like, in detective shows. Yeah. And then, like, Magnum was probably the last one, right? Yeah. Well, they tried to do it in, I know it's not a mystery show, but they tried to do it in the first season of Sex and the City. And, yes. like, mm -hmm. so they instead, it changed it so it's, she's telling the, so she's writing her articles like they make it more like that. But I think in yeah. the first season, there's a lot of like there is. over narration. Yeah. And I think they got rid of that pretty quick. They're well, like, they also do it. They also do it in Veronica Mars. But oh, again, okay. that's like a P.I. detective yeah. show. So yeah, that's yeah. also a detective show. So yeah, yeah it was mm -hmm. they probably like almost as an homage to these shows that did it all the time. But yeah, it's really it, when it's there, it's very obvious that it's like a throw to something, but it's just not something that's done in like modern TV. And it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not used to it. Yeah. I can imagine, Glennis, that that would have been, especially if you've never watched it. It's like when you see the cut of Blade Runner where it's got the Harrison Ford narration, which isn't ever cut. And you're like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, and I've said this a few times on the podcast before, but like sometimes I'm not like paying all the attention and I might be on my phone. Well, Thomas was helping you out. He was, he was like, I'm going to, Glennis might not be, my, Glennis might be on her phone. I'm going to help her out. <laughs> this really brought me back. Cause I was like, who is Mildred? And then I was like, oh, what is happening? Like, what is it? It's just, yeah, no, it's, it's different. And then <laughs> I like that Glennis was like, he's talking, but his mouth's not moving. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> also, it's just interesting. Cause the murder she wrote half of this is so much better and more yeah, exciting yeah. and like oh like other than the magnum intro balance. which i love like i love that yeah. theme and in intro you're like this is gonna be fun it's like i don't know it's just so much better yeah the sexy scene where he breaks into her room and then it was sexy i'm sorry like was something sexy. was happening there i don't know what and i wouldn't want to assume but he complimented her on her robe so well, great and, robes in yeah. this episode. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Robe game on point. Well, Jones, like, 
evening bathing suit she was wearing. What? Her yeah. evening bathing Very suit. Very sexy. Her yeah. formal bathing suit. Because <laughs> yeah. it was like it was a bathing suit yeah. with a cape combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, I did really like that. It was a bathing like suit you could yeah. wear to formal wear. Yeah, like, but I yeah. would also want a front cape. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought that, I mean, we'll get to this later with the beats, but like the clothes in this were really good, minus Pamela, obviously. Even she had a couple outfits that weren't too bad. Yeah. So, Glenna Stewart, did you want to say something? Oh, there was something else. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was like the quality of like the camera or what, but I thought that they made Jessica look kind of like rough in the Magnum episode. And then she's in basically the same outfits in the murder she wrote one. But I thought that the like image quality was just like a little bit better and like the lighting seemed different. Because yeah, her yeah, blue dress she wore to the party was like black in the Magnum episode. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, "What's this true. Wednesday Adams outfit she's got?" <laughs> right. I was like, "That's my Wednesday Adams thing." And right. I'm like, "It's kind of cool." <laughs> but then in the Magnum one, it's blue, and I'm like, "Oh, that's the same outfit. That's just a coloration issue. That's like mm-hmm. just something yeah. that they did with post or something." I wonder if the light, the lighting, maybe. I don't know because it's hard to know how they filmed it. If like the one show was filmed, like if they filmed it all together, like what, but it did feel like two different. You're absolutely right. Like you have to use, I mean, I think different crews did it, right? So like there's really? different okay. crews and producers for each episode. Like I think I'm assuming there has to be some sort of guidelines around that. So in terms of like the murder she wrote one, I'm assuming they just filmed it the way they would film a murder she wrote one mm. and Magnum, like a Magnum one. But the other thing I was thinking too is that like Murder She Wrote's like syndicated so much more than um Magnum. And so I just wonder if the quality is better too, because we had to use like a different app and like you know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Like we had to watch yeah. it on Peacock and like it's probably the quality is better because it's just like reshot so many times. Or like re-aired yeah. so many times. Yeah. 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 The, the the Peacock episodes look better than DVD. Yeah. 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 No, especially good. That, yeah, that like third season, they're like upgraded from even the DVD quality. Because yeah. we watched them both on DVD and there was still even still on DVD, difference. there was still a massive yeah. difference oh, between really? the quality of the two. Yeah. 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 I mean, but you're probably right, Ashley, because I actually thought even Magnum looked better in the murder she wrote episode he than did. he did, I did in the too. Magnum one. Yeah. Like, and we'll get to um listen i don't i have two eyes and a heart tom Selleck is gorgeous we'll get to age ain't nothing in a a little bit i have some (laughs) thoughts there i know i kind of do want to get to the beats but because i like have so much to say about like hunks and fashion although can we talk about one like can we just really quickly talk about the ex-husband or soon to be ex so scary scary awful and when he jumps in the window megan's favorite scene no that's your favorite scene that's your favorite scene and i are both like what he's just like i know that genuinely so scary yeah with a crowbar with a crowbar yeah. And H- Higgins gets him. And then she says she thought Higgins was magnificent or something like that. And I was like, oh, yeah. are they going to kiss? <laughs> right. <laughs> I need them to There's kiss. There's always yes. these guys that like want to come visit her. And right. Who was someone that was like, I want to come visit? And she's like, no. <laughs> she's like, no. hard pass. Was it David Tolliver? No. Like, here's my little bear. <laughs> he says he wants to come visit. And she looks at Magnum like, 
you know, know she's like like guess Higgins. It's like Higgins is so cool and precious. Of course, you want him to come visit. I know, and she yeah. knew it. She knew he did, and I liked the exchange between her and Magnum at, at that point, at the very end of the episode, because I like to think that the bit we didn't see after they high fived was he's like, "But I'm gonna come. I'll I'll come visit you first. Don't worry." Oh Brian yeah, I know. Higgins, okay. so they've already hooked up. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> have a thought though about that about that five right because I think. I think Angela well, Lansbury think she, she that. that. Yeah. Because if you watch his reaction, he, he seem it seems like genuine that he is like delighted and surprised. I think she ad libbed and they kept that. That felt very mm-hmm. like natural That's to cool. me. That's cool. I think I like to I did that too. Too. take that Larry yeah. Minetti. Yeah, because he goes for the handshake and she's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was very, I, but this is what I mean. It's like, there's such a warmth to the second episode that is really yeah. lacking from the first. And I also think, I mean, maybe this is a hot take, but I don't think anything happens in the Magnum episode. It doesn't. Like, not really. Literally nothing until the very end where Magnum just explains it all. Yeah. It's yeah. real weird. It's all, um, it just all seems like very exhibi- ex- exposition or like yes. something, but in a really clunky, in a clunky way. Very yeah. clunky. Like, cause yeah. it's just at the very end where they're at the party where he's like, yeah, and Pamela did this and Joan did this and blah, 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 and blah, blah, exactly. blah. And then, and everybody's like, well, okay. And then Higgins is like, you sure there's not after me? And Magnum's like, nah. I know. <laughs> and now I'm going to so chase this thing. We're going to shoot at each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's Megan like five times. Like, am I supposed to guess now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's a murder happening. And she's like, no. And she's getting so annoyed with me. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not actually annoyed, but like you were just trying to figure out how to explain that like he wasn't in this episode. There's no murder. Yeah, there's no murder mystery. It's no mystery in the episode. Yeah, but I like that each episode had its own murder too. Yeah, but we're not going to be staged. We're going to have our own murder and it's going to be better than your murder. But but probably, (laughs) I'm, I'm literally just guessing here. The two different shows feeling so different. You've got Magnum, which thought it was on its last season. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you've got Murder Throat, yeah. which was just getting running at season three. So it's kind of like the difference between like one guy that's coming in early to cover a shift, where one guy's coming in late to cover a shift. That energy is going to be, hey, we're tired. We don't want to do this anymore. So we're just going to mm-hmm. crank this episode out that someone's forcing us to have a yeah. guest star. Whereas Murder, She Wrote's like, yeah, give us some of that Magnum audience. What's <laughs> up? You know, That's the true secret of why we're here collecting today we want some of your sweet cabin cover <laughs> why do you think it. we're here jenny yeah. <laughs> and, and then i'm gonna do a voiceover about no. our, yeah uh, you're like know. and my aunt mildred normally normally we just i just get to hang out with uh my two sisters and a family friend but we're inviting these two jerks over to work <laughs> It's funny you say the word jerks because there's this scene when they're in the pack aisle building and he's like, some idiot called it. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, that idiot. The and idiot. I, yes. Oh, that's... I think the word idiot is like really funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, the fact that they're just like throwing it back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> you I also so liked when the captain was like, the bum who ID'd the car is too inept to get a license number. <laughs> and it was like, oh, so hot. It's like if Magnum wouldn't have been there, nobody would have known, you know, yeah. but he didn't do good enough because he was too busy eating his uh, Twinkie Reddy ice cream sandwich. 
had ice cream. It was, was ice it? cream. Yeah. Well, it was ice cream. It was a hot dog. Oh. It was ice cream. He had was... a hot dog outside pack aisle. Yeah. Okay. And, and then when he was dropping off mm-hmm. the pills, he got like a double scoop chocolate ice cream <laughs> yeah. and, then, yeah. and then hopped in the Ferrari. And I was like, this yeah. is a ma- Like, I can't. I'm like so <laughs> I wouldn't even let someone eating ice cream in my Mazda. He gets out of the Ferrari with his ice cream, finishes, crumples his cone paper paper, and throws it into the Ferrari. (laughs) Like he didn't litter, but threw it just into Rob. It's not his Ferrari. I know. Um, I know. And also it's like boiling hot. It's like chocolate. Okay. Like well, maybe while driving. Yeah. While driving. While driving short white shorts on he like how many known. ways could That's this go wrong it's crazy because it's like the magnum episode is full of like i i don't know how to express this but it's like full of like the main cast of magnum is younger than the than the mm-hmm. cast of murder she wrote and yet all the energy is with the second episode like it's just yeah. as you say and it's probably because of that dynamic of where we were but i thought I thought Magnum was more likable in the second one. I liked his rapport better with Jessica. I liked that yeah. they, you know, sort of let them kind of work together. And I don't, it just felt like a story. But then I, I truth be told, this was the first time I've ever watched the Magnum episode. So oh, I watched wow. this one a million times. And I was <laughs> like, Megan said, I love watch the recap. I was like, I don't think I need to see the first one. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Just- I mean, other than like, I thought Jessica Walter is like amazing in both. And oh, like, she's so like, so just good. solid burns left and right. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, my only beef is that they all make it seem like, Oh, she's like so gross or so like I'm like she's so hot like guys come on she's amazing okay I'm sorry yeah. she that is like the body of a 25 year old like, I know. I, who thinks this woman is unattractive yeah. it's insane I know Madden's like ugh break yeah. he just wasn't ready trousers on yeah. <laughs> well, maybe it's because she was kind of objectifying him from go because that's, that's got to get true. really old like yeah no it's like i don't know that was my only complaint i'm like but then she does the weird thing with the guy who works at the hotel you're like okay this is predatory i know but- let's not yeah, sexually yeah. harass the staff of the hotel <laughs> yeah but how great was he that kid <laughs> he was smooth escaped, though he's like he escaped with his with his 20 dollar bill there his yeah. old school that was not his first time uh, experiencing that situation. But yeah, she she has, well, obviously got to it in the beats, but she has some amazing lines. I was wishing we were going to write down her sick burns because I was like, <laughs> she she has some of the best lines. In oh the, yeah, in no, we'll, we'll, yeah. when we do J.B. Burns, like, it's anybody kind of do anyone you can do any burns i didn't write them down (laughs) oh shoot technically like sometimes they're not even burns they're just like things funny quotes yeah Yeah. (laughs) like it's so loose it's definitely gotten like but they did but she also has this great like timing and this smile she does every time where she has this kind of like so i swear like poop eating grin every time she like (laughs) says something kind of rude and it's like she, to be honest, Pamela was sort of surplus to requirements. I think you could have just had it be Joan, and Joan yeah. is Jessica's friend. And Amy was not. It could have been either. a lot smoother if they would have tightened yeah. it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I like when she she's like, "I don't need a minder. I'm 39." I was like, I like "Yeah." That. She's like, "I'm, I'm to say. 39 too." Then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Megan, I think you and I already uncovered that we're we're the same age. Yeah. 24. 
Yes. Yep. Yeah, which <laughs> makes Damien 27. Which really puts <laughs> us in an age but a number situation <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's the end of the first of two episodes we have with Cabot Cove Confidential we'll be back again next week with the second part of that episode talking about the beats and the segments and all that good stuff so we hope you'll listen again soon thanks bye bye, bye. bye.